Welcome to the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast, a celebration of Hannibal, Missouri, its history, its people, and its colorful characters, real and fictional. And now, the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We welcome you to another adventure in podcasting. It is the Rivertown Review. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rip. And uh, once again, we have... Oh, I, let me start. Let me start by talking about we have another published author in studio with us uh, this day. Tends jo- to be a theme around the Hannibal area. I wonder if there's something in the water. Yeah, you could, you could be. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, things kind of revolve around authors around here. First, John L. Davis IV is with us. We welcome you. Thank you. Nice and, to be here. And before, before I do anything else, I want to read something. This is from the uh, July 12th. 2018 edition of the Rawls County Herald Enterprise. This is how we first became aware of of Mr. Davis. He approached us. We hadn't been doing this for very long, and we got this this random um, message on Facebook that uh, we had this this guy who said, "I I like what you do. Can I can I write a review?" And of course, we said, "Yeah, <laughs> duh." And let me. To me, the key paragraph, perhaps one of the, the greatest reviews in the history of reviews. I'm going to lay it on so thick here. <laughs> but this, to me, this kind of summed up everything uh, as far as uh, this, this, these very nice words that uh, John had for us uh, talking about the podcast. Uh, the show offers something to every listener, whether you're from Hannibal or not. Besides being informative, it's also wonderfully entertaining. Megan has undergraduate and graduate degrees in history, and her passion for it shines through, as well as her love for the area and its people. Harold's more than four decades as a broadcaster, as well as his enthusiasm for all things Hannibal and ease behind the microphone, coupled with Megan's exuberance, give the show a comfortable feel, as if you were just sitting on the porch with friends discussing everyday events. I, I read that to Megan as as and your your first words to me is that was that that guy gets it most definitely and and I think we have continued the tradition <laughs> since since the uh, twenty. Gosh, 2018. 2018, July of... July um, of 2018. Where has the time gone? Although, we've been doing a lot of front porch sitting here. Uh, we've yes, just been we, yes, we behind have. Behind the mic, interviewing interesting yeah. people and talking about interesting things. And yeah, and, and, we're, and we're not done yet. Uh, just, uh, it's, it's amazing. The more, the more we do, the more people we find that we, we got to cover and topics we got to cover. And, and, of course, I mean, all of this... Everything's about Mark Twain, and everything we we refer to Mark Twain quotes, and and he had a quote about compliments too, didn't he? Oh yes, mm-hmm. that you can. He could. Um, I can get. What is I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to kind of butcher it, but like he could basically like you know I, said, live live off a good compliment for yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get by for a couple of months on a good compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, I don't know that we ever properly thanked you for those kind words. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, and uh, may, may we assume that means you are, at least at that point, you were a regular listener to the I podcast. I was a regular listener. I've honestly kind of tuned out of everything lately. <laughs> you, you've uh, been a bit busy, which we'll yeah, get to in a minute. Yeah. yeah. I, I like podcasts, and I've listened to many different kinds from, you know, I, I like the horror movie stuff and, and uh, zombies and things like that all over the place. But lately, I just I can't concentrate enough, and I end up <laughs> losing everything. So I'll listen to a two-hour podcast, 
and not remember a single bit of it. <laughs> so I've kind of tuned out lately, which I apologize for. I'll get back there eventually. It's, it's it's all out there. Yeah, and it's it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it, it, it'll be Lord knows how many centuries it'll be, and those podcasts will still be out there uh, doing whatever they do. Uh, but uh, as far as John L. Davis the Fourth is is concerned, the reason John that you are here, uh, you have you have a book out, and this is not your first other than news, the Rawls County Herald Enterprise, this is not your first literary work. No, uh, Average Joe is the seventh, sixth, <laughs> seventh. <laughs> no. Average Joe is my seventh book. I've got a, a five-book zombie apocalypse series that takes place here in Hannibal. Um, I've got another zombie novel that I co-authored with, uh, with a fellow guy, Kane, and then Average Joe. So. Mm-hmm. So, so it started with the, well, of course, it, well, then the... As, as I told as I told Megan, uh, it's not often that I you know Google people that are going to be guests on the podcast, and the first reference is from IMDb. Yes, yeah, that's which which ain't which ain't ain't shabby uh, to, to to say the least, and that's because of uh, American Revenant. Yes, the uh, the American Revenant movie, it was kind of a roundabout way that it happened. I wanted to make a book trailer, uh, and you know, a little two two minute book trailer to get interested in my books and the American Revenant series. And uh, talked to a guy who said I might know a guy. A script got wrote, and the script got longer and longer and longer, and then more was added to it, and then some extra story was added to it, and it ended up becoming a 20-minute movie. So we filmed that here in Hannibal, and everybody who worked on it did such a great job, so I made sure to get on IMDb and, and that everybody got all the credits and everything like that. Yeah, and uh, so this gets so, uh, Megan, you have you have read Average Joe, mm-hmm. so I'm I will I will defer to you as far as uh, any you know that that's that thing that that tightrope that we walk whenever we're talking about it because we want to tell people enough to get them interested, but since we know or at least Megan knows you know the all the ins and outs of it uh, to not tell them too much. That, right. We talked about that beforehand to not turn a tease into a preview. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yes. You know, news guy here. I, I have trouble with that. Well, yeah. and um, I would say that average Joe is is a departure from, of course, the American Revenant series. Yes. Um, so I, my my first question would be, what led you on that path to to do a little bit? I mean, the book is. Um, uh, you know, suspenseful, uh, kind of a thriller. You know, you kind of, you don't know what's going to happen next, but but there are no zombies. Right. So, no um, zombies. so it's a so it's a departure from the American Revenant series. Um, so where did you where did you? A big get part of it was I wanted no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love my zombie horror. My I love that stuff. I do. You know, it's that's guilty pleasure, I guess. Um, but I wanted to do something that was completely opposite of zombies. Uh, and I read. I'm I'm so eclectic in my reading taste. I read a little bit of everything, from horror to fantasy to science fiction, action adventure, men's adventure. I read it all, and uh, I wanted to. I was just. I was feeling the story. And average Joe, you hear a lot. How did you get your ideas? Average Joe came to me as a title, and it was just average Joe. And it. it there was one of those. I felt something about this title, so okay, I'll think about it for a while. So three months later, I start writing a story, uh, but. Uh, it was definitely no zombies. I wanted to reach other readers, really. Wanted to get it because not everybody reads zombies. And you tell people zombies, their eyes glaze over and they look over mm-hmm. and keep walking. They start looking like zombie like <laughs> as, they, as they walk away. Yeah. They start looking uh-huh. like zombies themselves. Mm-hmm. No, the, I, and I wanted to reach new readers who might find a suspense thriller, you know, something more, more palatable. Mm-hmm. So. Um. It, and and it was definitely suspense, uh, definitely suspenseful, definitely a thriller. Um, the 
I guess overall concept up without giving too much away is this literally, I mean, just an average, you know, just, a, just a guy. And, and he, he sees a, a girl get kidnapped mm-hmm. and stumbles upon um, a human trafficking ring. Winds up in the middle of, I mean, just from the synopsis that I saw, winds up in the middle of something that he did not bargain for. Right, absolutely. And I think that was probably for me one of the most intriguing aspects of the whole story is I like the tough guys as much as anybody. You know, John McClane, John Wick, John Rambo, all of them. I love the tough guys. <laughs> all the Johns. Most of them are named John. Exactly. Because right. you know, hey, it's, it's a strong name. <laughs> yes. That's right. I like the, I love those guys, but I wanted uh, an ordinary dude. Just goes to work, pays his bills, pays his child support, wishes he could visit his kid more. You know, just a really ordinary guy. And to see him in the middle of some of the, the things that tough guys deal with easily and how he would handle that. And, and the, the not just the physical, I have to fight the bad guy and shoot a gun and re- rescue the kid, but the mental aspect of why am I here? What did I get myself into? And it's he's kind of thrust into all this simply because he wanted to help. He wanted to do something. And it was and it was just an instant reaction of, I have to do something. And, then, and next thing you know, you know, he's in the middle of the woods fighting the bad guys and trying to rescue the kid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, if there were ever anything that, I mean, it would seem to me a, a hook for anybody that wanted to read whatever the work might be is something that they can identify with. Exactly. And this would be it. Yes. Uh, Joe is us. Joe is the average, everyday, ordinary guy. Um, Joe, I named him Joe Pruitt for two reasons. One, because I knew an old guy named Pruitt when I was a little kid, worked at A&W, used to give me French fries all the time. <laughs> Mom Love worked it. there. He was, the, he was the cool old guy, okay? But I also looked it up, and the name Pruitt means small but mighty. Ah. And average Joe, he's small in the sense of he's not rich and powerful. He's not a somebody, just an ordinary guy like all of us, so small. But he, he had strength that he doesn't realize. So the name Pruitt, that small but mighty, fit him. By the end of the book, you kind of realize he has to realize that he's stronger than he could have ever thought he could be. Yeah. Yeah. To, to yeah, and, and I was talking about this this basic concept with someone earlier today on a, on a whole different subject, you know, things will happen in our lives. We will see things, things will happen. We'll see things happening around us. And we look around and go, you know, somebody ought to do something. And then we realize we look around and we come to the realization, Hey, I'm somebody. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, and this, this is this, that, that basic maxim on steroids. Yes, exactly. That's and. It's the same concept as you see a woman stranded on the side of the highway or, you know, somebody needs help with something in that you're driving by and you're going, oh, somebody should help her. And exactly, like Mm -hmm. you said, I am somebody. Stepping out of the comfort zone. And for a lot of people, that's what it is with the little things. Stepping outside that comfort zone and, you know, doing, just doing without thinking, well, what if they say this or what if I do that or what if this happens? It's just somebody needs help. I'm going to help. And then it sounds like uh, this this uh, average Joe, he got his comfort zone. Just somebody kicked the crap out of his comfort zone. Big time. <laughs> comfort Big zone was time, blown man. out of out yeah. of the water. Out yeah. of the water. Um, well, and and one thing I I was wondering because you know you you do um, you know you're in the newspaper business. Obviously, you know you're also a published author. But um, I was wondering, you know. Human trafficking is not something that people necessarily 
course, like to think about. Um, and Especially it, in little old Hannibal, Missouri. It, right. Or, yeah. I mean, in, in any, you know, any, anywhere, really. It, but, exactly. you know, a small exactly. And, and sure. the, the, the book is, is set in Missouri. It's not set in Hannibal, but it's, it's set in, in, in southern Missouri. Ah, okay. um, but um, I, I, and I was, I, I was a little hesitant because I was like, oh, no, I don't want horrible, horrible scenes. And, mm. and, and, and there's not, there's, you know, there's, there's not. Yeah. Um, I think I know what kind of scene you mean. Right. And I avoid that. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, you, you know why they have stolen these girls, but it's not, it doesn't, doesn't go. It's not graphic. It's, it's, it's not oh, graphic okay. in, it's in that graphic sense. It's graphic in other senses. The, the violent, I do play up the violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I was wondering, for, with your newspaper background, is 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 that part of where you where you got the the idea for you know kind of centering it around the the human trafficking issue or the, the whole thing with human trafficking? For me, like I said, it first came to me as a as a title, mm-hmm. and then I just started kind of it, it let it play with itself. The the idea of what the story was, and at the time we were saying even around here, women you know, calling in instances of their cars being followed or somebody mm-hmm. trying to run them off the road and stop them, things like this. So that was really kind of at the forefront of my mind. I'm a father of two teenage daughters. Oh. And yeah. that kind of thing, it's it's the fact of small-town Hannibal people are saying people are trying to run me off the road and, and kidnap me with the whole idea of I'm a dad. What, what would ha- what would I do? What would say if someone saw my kid kidnapped? What would they do? And those those fears of as a father and the and the forefront of the news being just little and little old Hannibal. We're mm-hmm. small town America. Mm-hmm. We're America's hometown. And to think that those kind of things can happen here as well as anywhere else, it was it was very bracing. You know, it took a moment to it, you, you could process that. Right. How do we how do you deal with that? And it. As I started to do more research into human trafficking, that's kind of where the horror really started to happen for me. Modern America, this shouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really is one of the more, and you're right, people don't want to look at it. Right. Because it's a very, very ugly, ugly thing, and we shouldn't see it today. And, and that was kind of, by the time it really started Average Joe, I wanted to write something that made people go, eh, really? Could that act? Does that? No, not yet. Maybe. And then look into it for themselves. Because it's as as much as an uncomfortable thing to look at as it is, it's important. And we start to see more of this now. We're seeing, we've had people come to Hannibal who've discussed human trafficking Mm -hmm. and how they've survived this kind of thing. So as much as Average Joe is a story about a a tough, uh, or a regular guy becoming a tough guy or needing to be a tough guy, even if he doesn't want to, it's also a very kind of, open look at the horror that is human trafficking and not just young girls but men and women boys and girls of all ages suffer and and, and it shouldn't be happening back to the hannibal rivertown review podcast in just a moment if you like what you hear be sure and subscribe and leave us a review and if you have a suggestion for a future episode email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com the thought occurs to me um the way, if if there were ever a way other than traditional law enforcement for this kind of thing to 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 be to be gotten under some kind of control, is for regular people. Um, as we as we sit here, uh, the uh, the end of September, we just recently uh, observed the anniversary of September 11th, yes. when uh, 
we could have had a, a, a fourth plane run into a building, but the people said, not today. They, the regular people on the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania stood up and said, no, this isn't going to happen. And the guy said, let's roll. Yeah. And they did. And you don't hear about airplane hijackings of that sort in this day and age. And when you do, uh, whether it's that or whether it's just somebody on a plane that just goes nuts for some reason or other, somebody or somebody's will step in, yeah. the passengers will step in, and to me, it began with that. The, uh, not right. be, didn't begin with it, but it sure. came to the forefront with that, where the average people are going to go, no, somebody needs to stop this, and it needs to be me, or it needs to be us. Yeah. Uh, and somebody has talked about in the in the street crime thing uh, and, and that kind of thing in the times that we live in, uh, the uh, you know, people I've heard the and I'm not going to get on a political soapbox here. That's that, that's the uh, and and, and, and we're and, not that kind of podcast. No, we are. Us. No, we are not. We've all, we've talked about that. Uh, but people talk about in this day and age uh, with with the crime on the streets, with the gun crime on the streets, uh, the the criminals uh, are not afraid of the police. The right. criminals are not afraid of the court system. Maybe they need to get to be where they're afraid of the of their potential victims. Right. The victims need to step up and say not today and stand up to these people by whatever means necessary. So it's up to the average Joes and Janes exactly. of the world uh, if this kind of thing is is going to at least get a little more under control. Right. And I agree that the uh, the individuals on Flight 93 are average Joe. Yeah. That's what and and average Joe is them. The idea that you're just an ordinary person and it's up to somebody else to handle it should be something we all disavow ourselves. Of. Mm -hmm. Every one of us should be kind of held accountable for our own. If you see a thing, don't just let it happen, but it's also getting comfortable with the idea that you're more than what you think you are. And if a bad thing is happening and just to step in and stop that bad thing or make sure that bad thing doesn't happen in some way. And, and it's up to all of us. You're right. It, 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 we all have that sort of personal accountability and societal societal accountability that it's not just an individual walking down the street you're part of something greater even if you don't believe you are you are part of something greater and that's american society yeah mm -hmm. uh and a, a positive example of that uh, not not terribly long ago is the incident of the 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 people who were traveling through here from michigan i think it was mm -hmm. and they they got here and they their car broke down and they got stranded and there were people that, that helped them out, that drove them back to Michigan, that got them set up in hotel rooms, that, that took care of them mm -hmm. and didn't have to. And, and again, you know, like this, this summer, you know, all of us, the average Joes were out there sandbagging when, when mm -hmm. needed, you Absolutely. know, out there. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and to get back, you know, to get back to the book, I, I think yeah. it's, it's very, um, like you said, I mean, he's, he's just a guy, just a guy and then put in an extraordinary situation. Um, but I think for, for fans of, of um, thrillers, you know, they're really going to enjoy this book because it is, you know, you don't know what's going to happen because it's made very obvious, even from the beginning, that, you know, he's not a martial arts expert. He's, he's not a, you know, 
expert in fighting. He's not a former military special ops guy, you know? And and like you said, that's what happens in the movies, you know? I mean, it's like, oh, something happens and oh, well, it just so happens that this man was a, you know, a seal or a green beret. And this is just, just a guy. And, and uh, the, like I said, it's, it's a thriller. It's a page turner. I stayed up a little bit too late to read it. Um, (laughs) But it's part of the job. You know, you got to get the book. I was going to say, yeah, no, no, um, that's the idea. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I had uh, I had a reader send me a message uh, through my author Facebook page, and uh, it, older guy, you know, he, he's like, you know, I liked your book. I just wanted to say, and they use an expletive, you, <laughs> you, you made me cry. <laughs> and average Joe brought tears to his eyes. Wow. And I, that was kind of that was one of those things, you know. And this was it wasn't somebody that I know, you know, just a random right. reader. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, so I did my job. I did all right then. You know, I, this may not be high literature, but I did my job. I got to people and to be affecting in that way. Yes. And that's, I think that's one of one of the things, one of the neat things about Average Joe is it's not happy ending-ish. You know, uh, I like, personally, I like the way I ended it, but that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the writer. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can do, you can it's, do it's that. It's your story. You can and do what not, you want with exactly. it. Exactly. Not everything ends with, you know, rainbows and happiness and, and joy. It, it doesn't. It's not like that. And for the reality of the subject matter, I wanted the the outcome to be realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's it's kind of a difficult outcome, you know, to, to read. So, and I don't want to say too much. Obviously, I want everybody to go out and, you know, after they listen to this, download Average Joe or go out and buy a copy and, and, and read definitely. it uh, with without preconceived notions. But it, it is, it's an adventure story. It's an action story. It's a suspense thriller. And it, it's got some moments of heartbreak and sadness. It's, you know, it's not just cozy and that easy to read <laughs> yeah so you talk about the ending of it uh the we, when we had uh, um uh, melissa in here uh who had written the flood mm-hmm. uh we talked about uh, the the end of it because that the, the the roles were reversed that time i had read the book and megan had not uh but uh, the the ending was wasn't that final you know wrapping up everything and of course my question for her was did you is there a possibility of a sequel somewhere along the line I'd consider it. I, uh, I have notes for a, another story. I don't know if I'll ever write it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, if it feels right eventually and it's something clicks, uh, I, I would I would consider writing another Average Joe story. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, with Average Joe, it, it, you got to be careful that he doesn't become that guy. Yeah. He doesn't become John the, Wick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I, I love those characters, but I... I wanted to get so far away from that, mm-hmm. and if I were to write an average Joe book two or book three, it, he he becomes, starts to become that guy just because of everything he's done. Sure. So, if if the story's there, I would write it. I would write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Of course, you as as you mentioned uh, at the outset, you know, you have already seen your stories uh, be adapted to the screen. Yes. Any possibility of average Joe? You know, there's. Uh, there's a, I want to, I, I would love to do it. And right now, for me as an independent author, you know, independently published, mm-hmm. finding the right place, I've sent my book to Kevin Smith. Probably got in the trash can. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to send it to where where the address is for Balboa Productions, Rocky or uh, Sylvester Stallone's production company. And I, I would love to get my book in the hands of people who could appreciate the kind of action that that it, this story is. 
while being able to tell the story of the human trafficking and everything. And I don't know if anybody's seen Rainbow Last Blood, but that's what that was. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the whole human trafficking thing. So trying to get my book to other people. As for me doing it, I'd love to. If somebody's got a million bucks and they want to finance it, <laughs> come on, let's talk. Let me check my back pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me check, check, check out the couch cushions. Yes. Yeah. See exactly. Exactly. yeah. We, as we yeah. talked about that before we started, we can't even figure out how to monetize a podcast, <laughs> right, right. let alone come up with a, with a million bucks. Well, and, but you know, I mean, you never you never know what's going to happen in right. the future. And honestly, the, there are those, uh, you hear about the stories all the time. Me doing this with you guys right now, sitting here talking, and if it got to the right person's ears, and then that person mm-hmm. got it to the right person's ears, things you never know. You, you never yep. know. You could, really don't. Could be could be the whole start of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You you have uh, you have anybody in mind? If you know some big movie producer came to you and said, "We want to do this," average Joe, uh, who would you get to pick who the lead is in that? Who would anybody <sighs> anybody come to mind? You know that what? We've heard of. I've never even considered it. Ah. Honestly, uh, <laughs> Megan's thinking about it. Let's go with an it. unknown. I want to go with an unknown. Give me, yeah. a, give me oh, a small okay. time actor. Give me an unknown guy. Okay. Just to further that. I mean, if you put Ryan Reynolds in the role, it doesn't That's quite. Not gonna you know. Work. Now you don't. Yeah, you don't want a big time guy. Yeah, you don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want a big time guy. Give me a small time actor who's just really starting out, who's relatively average, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Yeah, okay. somebody that's played maybe supporting roles yeah. and yeah. yeah. And, and I actually I know a lot of those guys. I've gotten kind of into the film, you know, indie film thing, mm-hmm. and doing American Revenant. And I shot a short, another short film here here in Hannibal a couple of years ago with Josh Mulner called Friend. It was a sci-fi action type of thing, a little ten-minute short film. So I've gotten to know some folks, and I know a lot of people who are Louisiana State, uh, and you know, uh, Hollywood of the South, mm-hmm. they call it. And these guys have been in, you know, Terminator Genesis. They, all these little parts that you see somebody walking by. And it's yep. these guys who've been in lots of little things like that. <laughs> so to get somebody like that who's done stuff but doesn't have a name that would really fit that, I, I would love that. Yeah. So, so if people want to want to read um, uh, Average Joe, how can they how can they do that? How can they uh, get their hands on it? Average Joe is available on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, and you can just search Average Joe John Davis, and you'll get uh, Kindle. It's it's available in either ebook or paperback. And uh, I guess if people wanted a signed copy, like I could I could do that. They could email me at n o v s h o r i v novshore i v at gmail dot com, and I can work something out to do a paperback yeah but uh, sign and, paperback and if they and if they want to send an email to, to rivertown review at gmail.com you know put or, something on our facebook and we'll yeah get, we'll get in touch yeah we and, can we can get get word to you on that sure. yeah that would work yeah too. We'll, be great. so are you doing any plans for any book signings in the area perhaps uh, i've or? done a few uh, right now i'm not uh, i've got a new book coming in november and I may do something after that, but mm-hmm. November 1st, I'm releasing a collection of short stories mm. called Searching for Stephen King and Other Stories. And uh, the title story is post-apocalyptic. Uh, and <laughs> there are several, though. I love my post-apocalyptic, <laughs> uh, my post-apocalyptic stuff. And this is, this is a story that's uh, you know set in the distant post-apocalyptic future. And this one guy and uh, his friend live in a bunker they found. And the one guy's obsession with collecting books. Yes, I, I don't know where I got uh, This guy's obsession with collecting books, and he has to find every book by each author that he really, really likes. So he's looking for this final book by Stephen King that he wants for his shelf, and he can't find it because it's kind of rare. And there's mutants and you know, 
All the good stuff. All the all the good what, sci-fi what, horror I, stuff. The, the one thing is flashing through my mind right now as you talk about that. There was a there was a, a, a Twilight Zone episode. Something about a guy who had all these books and then he broke his my glasses. Favorite episode. <laughs> that is my. Fa- I love Twilight Zone. But that's my favorite episode. I'm the book nerd. I I own over 2,500 books. I love to read. I just books are my thing. And yeah, I don't I don't glasses. remember anything else about it except he had all Burgess these books. Meredith. Bur- Burgess Meredith. That's right. And this, the episode was time enough at last. And it's <laughs> finally he was a bank teller and he could never sit and read. He always wanted to sit and read. And then finally, in time enough at last, and he his glasses shattered. <laughs> and I, that is, yeah, that's my favorite Twilight Zone episode <laughs> because I felt the pain when his glasses cracked. No, like, oh, no, that's, no, that's like when my when my Kindle had my Kindle kind of died, and I called tech support, and and like we had a bonding experience because this guy, he's like, you have over seven hundred books. I don't. I've seen five hundred. I've never seen. Don't worry, we're gonna get your oh, Kindle fixed. Okay. Like it became his mission. <laughs> like, <That's awesome. laughs> so yeah. well, I, I, well, you're you're in you're in uh, you're in good company yeah. here. Well, well, but, and, the, and the good and the in the interest of full disclosure, the good thing about Megan having the Kindle collection he has, she she it cuts down on her checking books out of the library and piling up late fees. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Our, hey, our local library has the online. You can check books out through an app called Libby, yep. and then you they. They go back magically, and you never have late fees. It's the greatest ah, thing ever. Greatest yeah, thing ever. that saves saves you. That is nice. But yeah. I would I would most definitely suggest anybody that you know uh, most most readers I I I think you know are are pretty broad in in what they read. Yeah. You know they they read a lot of different styles, and sure. I I really I mean even if you don't typically read thrillers, I mean I this is a great book and i would highly highly recommend you check it out um you know like you said uh amazon you can get it through kindle super super simple um john l davis the fourth and um you know you just i would it's it's a good one thank you thank you so much for joining us oh uh, thanks for having me. we appreciate, appreciate it very much and 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 again uh the the first the first guy to write nice words about our our uh, podcast uh, over a year ago and and uh, thank you again for that it's well deserved uh, thank you thank you so much and uh we appreciate we thank you for for joining us you have hundreds of thousands of choices when it comes to podcasts and you've taken a half hour or so out of your day to join us and we, we appreciate that more than you know i'm harold smith and i'm megan Rapp. and uh, we uh, invite you to join us next time for the rivertown review podcast thank you for joining us for the hannibal rivertown review podcast for comments and suggestions, email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. Find us at rivertownreview.com or at Rivertown Review on Facebook.